0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Blast Fight Life 2022 UFC Awards. This is episode 10. This is my 10th podcast. This is so amazing. And yeah, you know, I'm just going to talk about the best moments of 2022 in the UFC in this podcast, okay? And it's going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be brief. And if you're listening, I truly, truly appreciate you. But before we get started, I want to talk about, sadly, another death. Uh, Stefan Bonner, UFC legend. He passed away a few uh, days ago, right? And his fight with Forrest Griffin was so, so amazing. It was historic. Go go, go on YouTube and go watch that fight. Uh, Life is short, you know. Life is short. We don't know when uh, we're going to leave. We don't know when our loved ones will leave. So, you know, not to get cheesy, but, you know, enjoy life. Uh... And just enjoy your family, okay? Uh, during the holidays and forever. Alright? But, let's get started with this podcast. First and foremost, I want to say, 2022 was an amazing, amazing year for me. Mostly because I finally, finally got to attend a U of C event. Not just one U of event, but three U of C events. In January, I attended UFC: Francis Ngano vs. Cheryl Gain. Right here, a few blocks away from where I live, at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And then in, uh, what was the next year that she did? Oh, in May, I drove my car to Arizona in May to watch Justin Gaethje versus Charles Oliveira. And that was amazing. And then a few months ago in August, I drove to San Diego with two of my good friends. And we watched uh, Marlon Chitovera versus Dominic Cruz and some other fights. And next year, I intend to do the same. So, if you are listening and if you know me personally or if you're around in the Orange County area, um, I do have plans on going to a UFC event in March, which is in Vegas. There's rumors that it's going to be the which is vs. Hudo fight. So, if you want to go hit me up, blast fight life. I got a car. I can fit two, three people in here. We'll make it happen. And then in November, I know the UFC always goes to Madison Square Garden in November. I got to figure up some money, but damn... How amazing would it be to just witness a UFC event in in, uh, Madison Square Garden in New York? Uh, That would be amazing. But hey, you know, time will tell. But I want to keep going to UFC events for the rest of my life. But 2022 has been an amazing year for mixed martial arts in the UFC. More UFC events occurred around the world, including California, Florida, Arizona, Singapore, and Southeast Asia, Texas, Utah, New York, the city of London, in England, the city of Paris and France, to name a few. I know 2020 was weird, but hey, we're back, the UFC is back, live events, the UFC is back to traveling and bringing live action events to all of us fans around the world, it's just awesome, it's an amazing time right now to be a UFC fan, lots of highs and lows in the sport, you know, we've seen our favorite fighters lose, retire, to seeing underdogs win championship fights or regular fights, but just like in life and in the sport, there's up and downs, but we prevail and we move forward. Just like professional fighters who dedicate their lives to the lifestyle of mixed martial arts. To just make money and chase a dream of becoming a champion. And of course, put on a show for us fans. But let's recap of what happened in December for UFC. We had uh, a few UFC events. uh We had UFC Orlando. Right? Wonderboy versus Kevin Holland, And it was a great fight. It, it was Probably one of the best fights, uh, five-round fights in 2022. RDA, Rafael dos Anjos, the legend. victorious. he's out here still whooping ass. UFC 22 happened as well. You know, the draw be- between uh, Jayan Blachowicz and Magomed and Kalev, Uh What happens to the 205-pound division now? Well, next month, it's Jamal Hill versus Gravesha Xera in uh, UFC Brazil. So they're going to fight for the vacant. Light like, heavyweight anyway, UFC championship belt. What else happened at UFC 283? Uh, well, yeah, they're going to fight in Brazil. But at UFC 282, Ilya Topoya, he fucking dominated Bryce Mitchell. That was an amazing fight. Uh, Maybe what's next for Ilya Tuporia, Maybe Brian Ortega? You know? We also saw at UFC 82, the youngest UFC fighter, Raul Rosas Jr. He beat uh, his opponent, he got another victory. Uh, Chris Curtis, he knocked out Joaquin Buckley. That was a great fight at UFC 22. Uh, the last UFC event of 2022, Cannonier versus Strickland, the main event. You know, it was a... I wouldn't say controversial decision, but I would say, you know, it was an iffy decision. Armand to Sur- Sarukin. Holy shit. Armand to Sur- I put up a post about him on my flash fight like Pazin. I would like to see him fight... Michael Chandler next. That'll be awesome. The flyweight, Amir Albazi He did great. Watch out, flyweight. He's coming. And they just announced, right, Amir Albagi versus Alex Perez? Or No, no, no. I'm getting confused with the UFC division. But Alex Perez is fighting Mano Cape, I think, in March. So the UFC flyweight division is moving. And let's not forget about the fourth fight between Figueiredo and Brandon Moreno, which takes place next month in Brazil. They're going to fight for a fourth time, so, you know, they just keep on rolling. The flyweight division. And Drew Dover, he knocked out Bobby Green. That was an amazing fight as well. Such an awesome fight. But let's get to these awards, okay? I want to talk about the fight of the year. The fight of the year is an important award for 2022 and for every year because it's a fight that all fans remember. It's a fight that everyone talks about. It's a fight that is you know put into little highlights on YouTube on Instagram. It's a fight that gets traction It's a fight that MMA fans talk about and discuss and talk about the little details in the fight Hey, do you remember when this fight almost got, do you remember when this fighter almost got wrong? Do you remember when this fight, this fighter almost submitted him? My pick is Burns versus Shemaev This happened at UFC 273 in April. This was an awesome fight because Shout out to my homie Alfonso. He commented on my post on Blast Fight Life, on the post that I made of Gilbert Burns versus Konzak Shymaiev. My boy Alfonso said, Gilbert Burns made Konzak Shymaiev look human. And yes, it's true. Konzak Shymaiev was on a roll, as we all know. But then Konzak Shymaiev got booked against Gilbert Burns, and the whole world said, "Holy shit, he's fighting a title contender, a former title contender." Well. Chimayev found out that when you get to the top of the division, these guys are not just going to go down with your overhand, with your hooks, with your crazy combinations. No, no, no. Gilbert Burns brought the heat, and God damn it, it, was an amazing fight. Even when Convert Chimayev took down Gilbert Burns, Gilbert Burns was not a little bitch. He threw elbows from the bottom, he used his legs to get up, and he made Chimayev work. With that being said, yes, Gilbert Burns lost that fight, but damn, Gilbert Burns to me is still a tough motherfucker. And he's fighting next month again, as well at UFC Brazil, okay? Runner-up, Nate Landweger versus David Onama. I saw this fight live in UFC San Diego. It was fucking amazing. These two guys went at it. It was so cool because this was a co-main event. And this was a co-main event between two unranked featherweights. But, real MMA fans, we know that if you're a fighter in a co-main event, or even in a main card... You know You just Have to deliver Because you know that Most of the world Is watching you So This fight was awesome As well And I really enjoyed it Two Featherweights Nate Lanweher Won the fight And I still remember Seeing this fight Lying in Diego You know These guys were going At it You know um, David Onama was Tagging late Nan Wenher Nate Lanweher I think he went in For a takedown On Onama And these guys, these guys Were just Fucking each other up Third place, fight of the year. I have to give it to Glover Teixeira versus Jerry Prochaska. Damn, this title fight was amazing. I'm telling you, in this fight, Teixeira was in trouble. Jerry was in trouble. Teixeira almost had an arm triangle. And then Jerry Prochaska, he somehow escaped from them. Jerry showcased amazing scrambling ability. He showcased a good chin and good heart. And eventually, Jerry Prochaska found the rear naked choke. And he didn't even put the hooks in. That was amazing. So, fight of the years. You know, there's a lot of other fights that we can talk about too, right? Let's move on to knockout of the year. I got to give it to Michael Chandler. knocking out. Tony Ferguson. In UFC. In Arizona, which I saw live. Chandler himself said that he didn't even practice this kick. Or that he doesn't practice it in practice. Which is a little difficult to believe, but damn In that first round, Tony Ferguson looked great. And then that second round, Michael Chandler. You know, you see my highlight on my fight page. Out of nowhere. He threw that kick. Boom. Face kick. Tony Ferguson went down. He went down. Another runner-up for knockout of the year that I saw live as well at UFC San Diego was Marlon Vera knocking out Dominic Cruz via head kick. This was awesome. Because we all know Dominic Cruz is unorthodox. Clicky style that he has been fighting with for years now. Well, as soon as Dominic Cruz leans to one side, Marlon Berry immediately, without hesitation, threw a kick, and the legend and former UFC champion and former WC champion Dominic Cruz hit the canvas. It sucks to see, but at the end of the day, we have to realize that legends, you know, when you're a legend and you're still fighting in this game, you know that everyone already has some sort of game plan to beat you. So, that fight was awesome. But another awesome knockout of the year was Leon Edwards knocking out Kamara Usman. I don't need to talk too much about this because we know that Kamara Usman was winning this fight. But Leon Edwards in that fifth round when he threw that kick, that Hail Mary kick, it was awesome. The whole world went crazy, right? Leon Edwards was one of those guys that has been asking and wanting for a title shot for so long. And for him to finally get that UFC belt wrapped around his waist was pretty awesome to see. So those are three knockouts of 2022 that I think are worth mentioning. Now let's move on to submission of the year. And I love submission of the year because, you know, overall this is jujitsu, wrestling, grappling. And for a fighter to land a submission on someone at such a high level in EOT and make him submit or put him to sleep is amazing to see. But my number one pick is Jessica Andrade submitting Amanda Limos with a standing arm triangle. A standing arm triangle. So just think about it. Jessica Andrade was standing. And she got an arm triangle on Amanda Lemos in the UFC fight night in April main event. And this just proved how physically strong Jessica Andrade is. And Amanda Lemos is a beast. After she lost to Jessica Andrade, I think she won like two more fights. Or three more fights maybe. But this was Jessica Andrade's return to strong weight. And now Jessica Andrade is returning to fly weight. So Jessica Andrade is a beast. And this Jessica Andrade, her arm triangle was definitely my pick for submission of the year. But a runner-up, I gotta with I gotta go with the OG Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz submitting Tony Ferguson by guillotine choke. Ah, what a year for Tony Ferguson, right gets knocked out by Chandler and gets guillotine choked by Tony by uh, Nate Diaz. But to see Nate Diaz submit Tony Ferguson in his last fight in the year two gangster style was amazing to see because. Nate Diaz has other GFT chokes on his GFC record. And as soon as Tony Person went in for that takedown, Nate Diaz immediately looked and synced in that GFT choke. And he got it. And it was amazing to see. It honestly really was. And another submission of the year candidate that I want to talk about is Islam Makachev submitting the Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt and Wizard and GFT. I'm not sure of the record, but I know Oliveira is up there with most submission in year two history god damn Makachev submitted Charles oliver by an arm triangle choke it was amazing he got into full mount and just immediately secured that arm triangle that just showcases the physical strength of Islam Makachev in that wrestling in that wrestling department so that was awesome okay let's move on to comeback of the year comeback of the year is an important award for MMA because you have to think about this comeback, the word comeback what did you mean? it means that you're basically losing a fight, you're getting your ass kicked, you're getting fucked up, and you have to find a way to win, not just win, but win quick, because let's say you're losing a fight and you have one round to fight left, you know, you know that the judges are going to give the decision to the other fighter if you're getting your ass kicked, so you got a couple options, you know. Go for broke. Throw a couple haymakers and hope that your opponent gets knocked out. You know, go for a submission or, you know, try to do what you can, right? But it has to go. The comeback of the year award has to go to Matt Chanel versus Sumudaerji. UFC fight night, July in New York. And I just recently today posted this on my Instagram page. Last Fight Life. Check it out. Check out the video. Matt Chanel in that first round was getting tagged. He was getting hit with some nasty elbows. He got rocked like two or three times. The ref was like stepping in this fight. And when I was watching this fight, I was like, fuck. Chanel's done. Yes, I counted out Chanel during the fight. During the fight, I counted out Chanel. But then in that second round, Matt Chanel goes in for a double leg takedown. lands him ground and pound. Sumo Adairji gets a sweep. Matt Chanel ends on his back. And he immediately starts looking for that triangle choke. And he puts Sumo Adairji to sleep. Comeback of the year, baby! Comeback of the year, and a runner-up I would have to give it to Alex Pereira versus Israel Adesanya. You know, title fight. We all know the history between them. Uh, they fought twice in kickboxing. Israel Adesanya got knocked out. The other fight was close. or I don't remember if it was close or if he also got knocked out. But in this fight, in achieved, you know, so much tension, so much build-up in that fifth round, you know. Fans knew on Twitter, on Instagram, all around the world, okay, Israel is going to win this fight by decision, season, most likely. But damn, Alex Pereira comes in with some hooks, and he just starts tagging Israel Adesanya, and he puts the reigning, defending middle, middleweight champ. He's puts him away, and he becomes a UFC champion. So, you know, you can never count out anyone in a UFC fight. You can never count out anyone in an MMA fight. Because if you're in there, you have a chance to win. And the same thing can be said for Leon Edwards, too. When he knocked out Kamara Usman in that fifth round as well. Kamara Usman would have won that fight by decision, most likely. Damn, Leon Edwards, boom, threw that fucking kick and said, night night, homie. And that was all she wrote. That's pretty cool that Alex Perry and Leon Edwards both won their fight by TKO, or KO, against reigning defending UFC champions. And, you know, there was... I mean, these were basically rematches. Alex Perea fought Israel out in kickboxing, and Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman fought back in 2015. I don't think they were even ranked yet. None of them when they the box, but this is awesome to see, you know. And there's rumors going around that Leon Edwards will fight Kamaru Usman for a third time, but, you know, no official date yet. So we will see. But another important award has to go to Fighter of the Year. Male and female, okay? And I'm just going to go with my top picks, okay? So for fighter of the year for female, I have Zane Whitey, Amanda Nunez, Manon Fiorot, and Aaron Blansfield. Okay, so let's talk about these fighters. Aaron Blansfield, at number four, she's, I think DC called her on a broadcast. Uh, she, she she, gave Aaron Blansfield a comparison, comparison to Khabib. Because Erin Blansfield's wrestling is so dominant. And she just fucking finished Molly Meatball at UFC MSG with a uh, Kimura or uh, Americana. And that was awesome to see. And she's ranked top 10 now. And now she's fighting Tyler Santos next year, which is awesome to see. Nana Phil Roth, another UFC female fighter. She beat uh, Kaylee Sukagan by... A decision which she Chicago, you know, she was the number two uh, ranked at UFC with so that was awesome to see. Number two, Amanda Nunez, you know, she got her belt back from Juliana, Juliana Pena next year. I want to see Amanda Nunez. This is bad. definitely. But number one, it has to go to Wiley Zhang. I mean, Wiley Zhang, she made it happen. You know, she won her title again, and when she won that title, you know, it was awesome to see because a lot of people thought that Carlos Plaza would have an advantage in the wrestling department, right? But damn, Wiley Zhang is just so, so strong, honestly and you know, this was a good year for uh, Zhang Wiley because she KO'd, the, she KO'd Joanna Janjacek in the rematch in Singapore and then she submitted Carla Esparza so she basically finished the two former UFC, two former UFC strawweight champions, which was awesome to see so she deserves the fight of the year female for me but for males, I have to go with number one, Alex Pereira. Number two, Volkanovski, Alexander Volkanovski. Number three, Islam Makhachev, And number four, Leon Edwards. Volkanovski, you know, this guy, this guy is a beast because he has four title defenses. And when he won the UFC featherweight championship, a lot of people thought that Max Holloway Should have won that fight Right That first fight Took place in 2020 Uh Yeah no Actually in 2019 December And then in 2020 They rematched And that was also A close fight Split decision So When Alexander Volkanovsky Defended his title For the first time Against the man who took it from A lot of fans And media members Said oh Those two fights Were way too close Max Holloway Deserved another shot At Volkanovsky One day Well Alexander Volkanovski went on to beat Brian Ortega Then he went on to beat Jung Chan-Soon, Korean Zombie And then earlier this year, in summer, the trilogy took place And Max Holloway was, you know, uncharacteristically talking shit Hey, Volkanovski, those two fights were close, I'm gonna whoop your ass Damn, not even close, not even close Volkanovski showcased that he is on another level That five-round contest was amazing It was really awesome. He showcased great striking. And, you know, Volkanovski punished Holloway throughout the whole fight. He opened a deep cut on Holloway's left eyebrow, too, in the second round and damaged his nose with shots in the fourth round. And according to UFC stats, I have an article here from ESPN, Volkanovski outlanded Holloway in total strikes, 204-161. And the difference felt more pronounced than that for those watching the fight. Bokonovsky's defense was just amazing to see. And he's on another level, and which is why he is fighting for the lightweight championship in February in Australia against Ismail Makachev. Damn, you know what? I'm going to change my pick right now, straight up. Alexander Bokanovsky deserves to be the male fighter of the year, straight up. Or should it be Alex Pereira? Shit, I don't know. Let's talk about Alex Pereira for a bit, you know? Alex Pereira had a great year this year. I mean, not only did he become UFC champion, He knocked out the guy that he had beaten as well in kickboxing, which is awesome to see. And you see all these memes going around, right? Hey, uh, if Israel Adesanya goes to some other sport, Alex Pereira will follow him there and beat him. You know, I just think that's funny, right? But look, 2022, ladies and gentlemen, 2022, Alex Pereira, he beats Bruno Silva in March. Then in July, he knocked out Sean Strickland. And this is the fight that got him ranked and got him the title shot. And then in November, he knocked out Israel Adesanya. So three fights in the span of the year went from unranked to champion. That's amazing. Just think about that. At the start of this year, Alex Pereira was unranked. And now heading into the new year, this guy's a motherfucking champion. Badass, right? So badass. Let's move on. Break through fighter of the year a fighter who went from nothing to somebody and I gotta give a uh, shout-out to Roman Delibdi because I made a post about him a few days ago go on my blast fight like that he went from unranked to rank this year as well He took that short notice fight against uh, Jack Hermeshawn and beat him by a TKO with that nasty nasty cap slicer But on my list right here. I have Jack Bella Magdalena He's a year world welterweight. He has three TKOs I have Sergey. Pavlovich, a UFC heavyweight. He has three KO slash two wins, including wins over Derek Lewis and Chai Ibasha, and he's now ranked at number two. 2023 is going to be a good year for Sergio Pavlovich. He is in a good, good place at heavyweight. But I'm going to be a little biased here and go with my homie. He's not my homie, but my favorite uf division, the UFC 2 flightweights, 125 pounds, baby. Breakthrough Fighter of the Year award goes to Mohamed Mokhaya. UFC flyweight. Three wins. A victory choke. A decision. And an armbar. And he's ranked 14 now. So, you know, flyweights, Watch out for Mohamed Mokhaya. The flyweight division is awesome, man. Now it just keeps moving. And I'm excited to see what 2022 has in store. You know, the results of Friero and Moreno will be interesting. And, you know, we got Pantoja there. You know, I, I just said Mohamed Mokhaya is up there. Uh, next... next um, Next month, there's a UFC flyweight coming back, too. Jimmy Flick. Look him up. Jimmy Flick retired two years ago, but he's coming back. And he was on Dana White Contender Series as well. So we got uh, Brandon Roybaugh, too. You know, he's injured. Alex Perez, which is okay in March. Flyweight Thrill. Flyweight Thrill. Okay, the last award that I'm going to give out is performance of the year. And the performance of the year is important because... When you get Performance of the Year, you basically have to realize, everyone watching, or everyone listening right now, is that you put on one of the best fights of your career. Here, I have four nominees for Performance of the Year, okay? Islam Makachev, defeating Charles Oliveira by arm triangle. Robert Whitaker, defeating Martin LaTorre by decision. Zane Wiley defeating Carlos Sponsor by submission. And last but not least, and this is going to go for my Performance of the Year, and I'm actually going to post... A post about this tomorrow on my Black Fight Life page. Performance of the year goes to Alexander Bokunovsky defeating Max Holloway. Yes, I know I just talked about him a few uh, minutes ago, right? But it's for fight of the Year. But his performance is amazing because, again, Bokunovsky, you know, was going in there as an underdog. A lot of people thought that Holloway should have won those two fights, but Bokunovsky showcased that he's just on an level. so... For me, that is the performance of the year. Alexander Volkanovsky defeating Max Holloway and ending, ending that rivalry. You know, I highly doubt that they will meet again. Okay, let's talk about some fighters and legends that retire this year. Because, you know, I've been watching mixed martial arts for 10 years now. And, you know, I grew up with my favorite fighters. You know, I've watched them lose. I've watched them win. But here are a few fighters that retired this year. Joanna Janjecik retired. Although she's hinting a comeback. maybe, Diaz, maybe he might go to boxing, you know. Frankie Edgar, the legend. Frankie Edgar, the legend. I should meet that motherfucker. Honestly, I hope to meet him in day. TJ Dillashaw says he retired. But, you know, there's a rumor going around that he just wanted to exit the Usada uh, system and, you know, get back on some ETO or whatever. I don't fucking know. Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold retired. Cubbett Cerrone retired gonna go be a movie star. Jose Aldo retired. The former champion. And Roxanne Maravil, she retired as well. It has been an awesome year for two thousand and twenty two. I wanna appreciate everyone who has followed my fight page for about two years now. I started Blast Fight Life Instagram and Twitter in uh exactly two years ago. Fuck. Uh in two thousand late two thousand twenty because I love MMA, I, I love watching MMA, I love training mixed martial arts, you know, I wrestled in high school and college, I trained Jiu-Jitsu, I trained Judo, I trained Muay Thai, and ultimately my goal with Black Fight Life is to just build experience in podcasts, and build experience in breaking down fights to hopefully in the next couple of years be a commentator for an uh, MMA organization, pro or amateur, that's one of my lifelong dreams, you know, to be an MMA commentator and travel the world, just like Gilbert Melendez, just like Cormier, just like John Annex, you know, what time, you know, what time, you know. This is my 10th podcast, so I want to appreciate everyone for tuning in. Next year, next year, I will be putting out one podcast a month. One podcast a month. So make sure to tune in, okay? And with that being said, before I let you all go, go check out some of my favorite YouTube MMA channels on YouTube. BT Sport, Weighing In, and Submission Radio. And on Saturday, don't forget to watch Bellator vs. Rising. This is champ vs. champ. Hopefully, in a couple of years, we we'll get to see cross promotion between the UFC. Oh, that would amazing Can you imagine UFC champion vs. Bellator champion, UFC champion versus Rising champion? This is going to take place on Showtime on the 31st. So make sure you watch. You know, I'll be giving some updates on my Twitter as well. So make sure to follow Black Fight Life on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in to the Blast Fight Life UFC Awards 2022. Take care, y'all. Take it easy. Have a good day. Have a good night. And enjoy these last two, three days of uh, 2022. And happy holidays, everyone. Thank you. Zeke out.